Good morning, London. I want to welcome you all to the program. Love doing the show, MedPoint Health Half Hour. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, across from me, Peter Martone. Pete, things are going well. Things are going well. Good morning, Ron. Good morning. You got your puppy dog last night. I did. Unbelievable. I love him already. Nice. Did he keep you up last night? A little bit. Good. Good. But you know, it's worth it. Yeah, it is worth it. I mean, have a furry companion in the house. Yes. Um, Carrie Little also joining us on this Good program. Good morning, Ron. Carrie, you haven't been on the show as much in recent weeks, but uh, you special are special guest star. You're a star, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We need to, we need, we need to keep it special. So we'll, we'll yeah. go to you for. When people get tired episodes. of hearing us, we will we'll invite <laughs> another kinesiologist on the show, and that's right. Get so, the ratings back up. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's new with MedPoint? Well, we just updated the website. It should be live. Yeah. Check it out. We were uh, directing the name servers for all you techies out there and, and trying to get things propagated so that everything should be refreshed. Yes. Um, We'd love your feedback on it. Yeah. yeah. We would Take love... a look at it. It's brand new. Hopefully you like it. So. And Pete uh, actually constructed the site, so kudos to him. Carrie, you've Good been job. on there. You checked it out. Yeah, it's it's very easy to use. It's fresh looking and good to good to go. Yes, yeah. easy to navigate too. That's what I like about it. Yep, I think so. Pete's just like sitting back there I'm, basking. In it. No, I'm not. I I, I was <laughs> like I, keep throwing the compliments. No, it's not it at all. I, I it's obviously one of the first ones I've built from scratch. So I'm just hoping that if there's any improvements and stuff, we will fix them really quickly. If there's anything going yeah. on, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you make big technological changes, there's mm-hmm. always the danger that something might not uh, add up properly yeah. or something like that. I know Carrie had uh, email issues yesterday, but thank goodness it was only one person in a company of 50. Somehow, it was the lucky one. <laughs> but we fixed it. Yeah, we fixed it. We'll She's fix back it. up and going. Uh, so, yeah, check it out, medpoint.ca. Uh, browse around the site. Like, I always say this on the show, but we have services for just about anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want fitness, nutrition, uh, come on in. If you want the medical, if yep. you want pharmacy, mm-hmm. just about anything, right? It's awesome. Now, one of the things that uh, we were talking about, Pete, in one of the articles that you sent me uh, was from the Globe and Mail. And I remember this was actually broadcast, I believe, on CTV as well. But this idea of bombarding our youth with unhealthy food ads. Oh, and unbelievable. It, it's really crazy because... Um, you know, I, having two, three-year-old toddlers, uh, it's difficult because you want to make the right choices for them. You want to be a good role model and you also want to kind of instill in them behavioral patterns that, uh, they'll carry through, uh, in their, in their life. I think the majority of the ads you see on TV that are food related are directed towards unhealthy foods. Mm-hmm. Like, only recently we've started to see these. I, the ones that stick out of my head are the ones for the eggs. You know, how, like the there's an there's ads out there for to eat eggs, right? And and those those stick out to me. And they're obviously a healthy food, but like you think of the sports drinks, you think of the chocolate, the candy, all yeah. those things. Those are the ones that are like on every single hour of every single day. Gary, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I might <laughs> just do this because of the reality of the situation. When was the last time you saw a healthy food commercial? Like, when was the last time you saw a kid run up to the dining room table and sit down in front of a nice garden salad? Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think I could even recall a time yeah. that you, I'm even thinking of, yeah. 
<laughs> it's and I think there's a lot more ads directed at healthy eating, but not necessarily directed at the healthy food in general, like a specific product. You know, and and majority of the products are still packaged, and we know that packaged food isn't better than whole food. So, and like you were thing. saying, Ron, when you're trying to implement the the good choices in your kids, but if they're exposed to to ads like this, that's mm-hmm. that's going to be what's running through their head. Yeah. Maybe it's not you're exposing it to them, but I mean, going to school or seeing other kids and. And that's a factor, too, if they're seeing the ads and they want other things. And I think that not only on TV we see these ads, but obviously in a grocery store. If you walk into a grocery store, some of the first things you see are, are chocolate bars, pops, chips. At the end of the aisle, it's never going to be a, a roll of apples at the end of the aisles. You're going to have bags of chips or, or yeah. whatever that processed packaged food is. Or in line standing, paying for your stuff. You look to your left, look to your right, you see chocolate chips, everything you can grab and go. And people say, oh, it's just a chocolate bar, I'll grab it. And yeah. It's and the kids are there. They want another one. They're picking it up, putting it in the cart, and yeah, exactly. So, very it, bombarding. Very, very um, almost scary to think that the healthy foods are just there, but nobody's paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Um, let me throw out a couple stats here for the listeners because we want to inform people of what's going on here. Uh, the study that they did by the Heart and Stroke Foundation determined that collectively, so it's, this isn't just one kid; it's all children in the certain age group that they studied, are exposed to 25 million food and beverage ads a year on their top favorite websites. And more than 90% of those products viewed by kids and teens online are for products considered unhealthy because of high concentrations of sugar, fat, and sodium. It's just very challenging because you think about the foods uh, and and you don't want to certainly deprive yourself of treats and stuff like that because right. we all know that, yeah, you can reward yourself every of once course. in a while. We were talking about Timbits in the gym. Was that uh, with you guys? Yeah, yeah, talking? yeah. I was there. And it was a sour cream glazed Timbit. was the highest It was of 90 the calories, yeah. Yeah. A little Timbit. surprising? Just for one Timbit. And you, you're not only eating one of those. I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, if it's because they you, make them so appealing. In a pack of ten, you're you're almost nine hundred better off to go with a, a thousand pack of calories. Of, yeah. For a pack of ten. Wow. So you think you're doing a good thing, but really cumulatively, mm-hmm. you're you could be doing more damage than if you just had one regular donut. Yeah. I'm not saying have a donut right now. <laughs> um, and but think about it. And I know we know it's a money game. You know, the, these these companies that are obviously pumping these ads out and, and all these things, they have the money and they're doing it because they want to sell their product. Yeah. So well, whether and, it, and, it, it falls on us to not buy the products, maybe, maybe obviously, I think they've talked about this, but implementing a tax on mm-hmm. higher sugar or fat foods. That's one of the things. Because if you make a stand to say, look, I'm not going to buy this food anymore and, mm-hmm. and co- you know, collectively uh, the population kind of takes a stand against it, then... What they do is they say, "Oh, we must not be marketing it enough because we're not our sales are down." So then they put more money into the marketing. Yep. So the almighty dollar really has a huge impact on on what happens, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, you can't go to a TV station or radio station that we're in right now and say, "Look, I don't have that much money, but you think you could bump this product over my uh, spinach. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's tough, but I mean, there's ways about it. And I think that in this time and age when we need to focus on healthy eating and all the chronic diseases that are coming from unhealthy yeah. eating, it should be a priority. Mm. 
what are healthy alternatives, guys? What's what's one of your favorite healthy meals? I'll start, um, and I'm saying this because of Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll just I'll put this one out there, but the cauliflower rice with the black beans and the the kind of Mexican feel with the uh, bell peppers and stuff like that. That's one of my favorite dishes right now. Of course, I'm I'm shifting towards vegetarian eating, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, it's just good. You mix it up with some guacamole, and it tastes great. Carrie, you got a favorite My go-to? favorite recipe? healthy meal? Yeah. Um, I've really been into sweet potatoes lately. I was, I was thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I thought you might be. But you do it. But just roasting them, just throw them in the oven with some oil and nice. or cut them up into French fry shape and kind of get the same effect, but they're way better, I think. Yep, yeah, and uh, they have a sweet taste. If you have that sweet taste, if you like that, it's better than having a, a regular... Potato. It. it mm-hmm. I put a little bit of oregano on them, salt, pep, one hour, and it and they're they're good. And I even like them the next day cold. They're just they're yeah. great. And we were also talking about the cauliflower. If you want a healthier, I'm not saying this is perfectly healthy because there's the coating, and of course the sodium and the Frank's Red Hot or whatever you choose to use. Mm-hmm. But cauliflower wings yep. instead of the chicken wings. You can kind of maybe you want to serve that up on a platter. Bread crumbs or batter, and then you throw your wing yeah. sauce on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about um, candy machines. Council approved getting rid of some. We'll stay tuned. You'll find out. All right. Welcome back to the program. Uh, always a joy having you along. Uh, Ron Young, MedPoint Health Half Hour. I've got Peter Martone joining me, mm-hmm, kinesiologist, mm-hmm. as well as kinesiologist Carrie Little. Just yeah. a room full of kinesiologists. Bunch yep. of kins. Like a bunch of clowns in a car, right? No, just kidding. I like Anyways. a bunch of kins better. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, a bunch of kins. Um, I wanted to mention this because uh, I talked about it uh, briefly on the Craig Needle show earlier in the week, and it, it kind of goes along with this whole sugar, um, you know, heavily loaded ads directed towards our children. Um, but this idea that uh, London City Council. Uh, voted and they passed that they would be removing the candy machines from uh, uh, London buildings. So, uh, Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's good. What, do, what are your initial thoughts on that when you, when you first read that? Well, I think it's good and uh, I think it's a step forward, but they're still keeping the pot machines. They're still keeping the chocolate bar and potato chips. I'm talking the candy that uh, M&M's, you know, like the little things you put a quarter in and you get oh, a handful those. of those. Yeah, kind of the smaller. Uh, I was I was thinking the other thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they they voted to take those out of the building, but left all the pot machines. Yeah. If if the ban goes through, the city would lose about forty seven thousand dollars in revenue. I can't believe people put forty seven thousand dollars worth of money into those <laughs> machines. <laughs> like still, twenty five cents max. It, it's crazy. Uh, when I had when I worked at the tugboat Scottish Harbor, I would have to clear out the uh, pot machine and. There'd always be tons of toonies in there. Really? Toonies, loonies. And you'd pull it out and you'd have like 200 bucks sitting in there and you didn't even know. The the interesting thing I think about this is the portions. And I think that for a quarter you're getting a handful and you'd probably walk away. Mm-hmm. You may You may get a handful of whatever candy you're getting, you walk away. Whereas a pot machine or a vending machine with has chocolates and chips in it, you have a full serving... And liquid sugar, obviously, the, the pops and things like that, they're very easy to consume, and it's a lot of calories very quickly. So yeah, uh, obviously, it's hard to get, remove an entire vending machine and, and things like that, but 
I think this is a part of a problem, but I'm not sure if it's going to really solve much. Maybe we'll. It might the, be a start, though. Might a, be a start. Yeah. Well, London's losing the forty seven thousand dollars, right? Mm. But I mean, in if the grand, the, if it goes through, if yeah, it goes through, if it goes through. But I, I, it's just it's it's almost like you'd almost want to keep that and move the other one for just yeah. for portion control, in my yeah. mind. Well, that's what I thought, and you know, you could load up the vending machines with whatever you want. Exactly. I mean, you. They already have the kind of smaller bags of potato chips, but you know the uh, even tinier ones they hand out at Halloween and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Uh, like they got like five chips in them. Yeah. <laughs> and you put those in a vending machine so yeah. people spend their money still. Yeah. Uh, it's it's tricky. Or, or even the mini Cokes, you know. But, they, they, they started selling the Budweiser fridge packs at mm-hmm. the beer store. Mm-hmm. And they're... A regular cans three fifty five. The fridge packs are like two two thirty. I think the in the grand scheme of things, this is a great step in mm-hmm. the right direction. They're trying to obviously make our population healthier for mm-hmm. for, for for greater good. So yeah. Tell me something, guys. Did you guys eat breakfast today? I did. I did. Nice. I did. I I I look forward to breakfast. I, I wake up and I I'm hungry and uh, I I make a good. Full breakfast. Nice. Well, now you have to watch out that your dog doesn't eat your breakfast. Yes. <laughs> I'll eat at the table. I don't yeah. eat on the floor, Ronnie. <laughs> I love uh, usually having my oats every single day. Uh, you know, just the mixed berries and stuff like yeah. that, almonds. It's just a good mix. And I love, I have this ancient grains kind of, um, it's called Roger's, uh, I forget, Roger's mix or something. Mm-hmm. But it's got the steel cut oats and everything in it. Just tastes like you're, it's really hearty. It's really... Just a lot of good stuff. Um, but this article from the Global Mail, skipping breakfast may be bad for your heart. Mm-hmm. So. I, I was I was reading this and I thought I found it quite interesting. Obviously, with the time and age where people are just always busy running around doing things, they often skip breakfast yeah. and they f- eat a bigger lunch. To throw out the stat, 30% of U.S. adults may routinely skip breakfast. And U.S. Yeah. adults. Yes. So skip U- breakfast. U.S. is huge. Eat a bigger lunch, eat a big dinner and snack all night. And then skip your breakfast again. And they're saying that it may affect your kind of your body's rhythm. Your body wakes up in the morning and it wants those calories. It wants you to be burning those calories throughout the day and not when you're sedentary at night. Yeah. You're where you're eating the huge bunch of food. And that's why they think that you can't digest the food as well or you're not using the energy to its right way. And that's why they think these diseases are kind of coming from it. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and articles like this are good too because people generally know you're supposed to be eating breakfast, but people still seem to ignore it. So kind of pinpointing like exact things that can go wrong or or cardiovascular disease or mm-hmm. whatever the specific thing is mm-hmm. to kind of convince you maybe I should be eating breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it has to do with just kind of preparing, you know, the night yeah. before, instead of setting your alarm for 6.30, set it for 6.10 or 6.15. Yeah. I know it's 15 minutes less sleep, but you may feel better throughout the day if you get a proper breakfast in. Yeah. Um, it, it, it goes a long way. Well, and there's lots of excuses you can make, certainly, if you're using the stovetop or something. You can always pop the oats in the microwave. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of skeptical of microwaves, but uh, that's what I've really found uh, helpful is just the timing and, and making sure the prep. I always uh, try and advise people, um, you know, make your kitchen, make your fridge like Subway. You know, mm-hmm. When you go to Subway, they can whip up your sandwich in a minute. Yep. Make it so that you, when you go to the fridge, you don't have to work to gather your food, to try and sort stuff out, mm-hmm. try and portion stuff out. Do it all ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, it'll save you tons of time. 
And save your huge fancy breakfast for the weekend when you can actually prepare something. Yeah. Have a, a good, hearty, healthy breakfast that uh, um, gets you, gives you energy for the day. Yeah, of course. And, uh, of course, we have to look at the blood sugar regulation on this stuff, right? I mean, anytime you eat, your insulin response initiates and obviously helps to kind of control blood sugars. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are going to eat a lot at night and then you're not going to eat again until lunchtime the next day, um, that's, that's a lot of energy. It's a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's essentially a big crash. Exactly. And And you're not doing anything. So you eat all that food at nighttime and you're sitting around most of it. So it's just your insulin spiking and then it's crashing. Right. So if you were to, like I, we were talking earlier, obviously eating that breakfast in the morning when you're actively doing something throughout the day, that insulin has a reaction and you're actually burning that energy. So it, it it's worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it messes up with your body's biological clock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're, as humans, we are supposed to eat at regular intervals and feed our metabolism. But if we continue to uh, skip this meal or, or, uh, bypass this one because we ran out of time, well, then you're not doing yourself any health favors at all. Nope. Um, well, that about wraps it up for the show. Uh, guys, I want to thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Ron. Thank you. It's always great to have you along. Uh, if you want to visit us, medpoint.ca is uh, the way that you can access us on the web. Uh, of course, you can always email myself, ron at medpoint.ca, peter at medpoint.ca, and today we have Carrie at medpoint.ca. Yes. So you can send her a line too. <laughs> Uh, That's all the time we got for today. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Cheers.